This is a special service announcement brought to you by Arielle Kaplan on behalf of the SMH Pod team, aka Miriam Jivatovsky, who is not here at the moment because she is at work being a boss ass bitch, newly 25. Yes, her birthday was yesterday on Sunday, which also happened to be International Women's Day. So that's not a coincidence. Also, today is her little sister Sophie's birthday. So happy birthday, Sophie. We fucking love you. Our future intern in the making. Back to this special service announcement. We wanted to address the fact that we have been so irregular in putting out episodes and content. It's no secret that you guys have noticed that. It's no secret that we have been doing that. We just kind of wanted to explain. And you can check on SMH Pod. We posted an IGTV uh, announcement last week. Um, that you can check out after this. So please don't pause because that's fucking rude. Just like listen to it after I'm done talking. Thank you. So Miriam and I work nine to five jobs uh, during the week and SMH pod has been our extracurricular activity and we've been so amazed with how quickly it grew and it's been overwhelming in a positive and kind of negative way in the sense that we are learning how to do this all on our own. If you listen from the beginning up until this episode, you'll notice our progress, you know, different equipment, just kind of getting into the groove of, you know, the banter and just being super transparent with you guys and not over editing. So we've learned a lot from this past year. This is our 50th episode. Um, yes, we know that the anniversary was weeks ago, and yet we only had 50 episodes. Um, and that is because we were a little tired. <laughs> um, but that's okay. That's you know just part of the process of making something really great. And because of that, we've decided to take a step back uh, just for you know a month or so and regroup and re-strategize and see how can we make even better content for this growing community and how we can ourselves in this two now sort of three-person team we've um this episode was actually produced by our friend hunter thank you so much hunter for editing um and we're really excited for expanding the pod but also need to again take a step back and figure out how we can incorporate SMH pod into our lives in a more seamless way. So a lot of really exciting things are coming up in my personal and professional life, which I'll share when I can. And Miriam is also taking steps in her professional life, kind of figuring out what she wants to do. We're young, we're fun, we're flirty, we're not yet 30. We just hope that you guys stick around for the ride and are patient with us, which you really have been. So we so appreciate the incredible fan base and community that we've created because not everyone is so lucky. But I think that's really just a reflection of the content we create. So I'm just patting myself on the back along with Miriam's. (laughs) Anyway, just to reiterate what I've been babbling on for the past few minutes, we are going to take a brief pause just to regroup. uh, And we will be back soon and we just hope that you continue on following us on Horgasmic on SMH Pod. Keep sending us messages at the SMH Pod at gmail.com. We want to be here for you, but we also need to do some self-care so that we can be there for you. Cause you know what they say, put on your life breathing assistant <laughs> airplane thing on first before you help someone else. So 
again, thank you guys so much for this past year. It's exceeded all expectations. I don't even know if we had any expectations. I mean, this pod was really born out of a friendship and passion for human sexuality. So I uh, I don't have much else to say, but like I kind of just want to keep babbling because I'm Jewish and there's no one here to tell me to stop. So I guess I'll have to do that myself. Oh, and you might notice that the audio in this episode is a little bit wonky. That's because of some technological issues we had to record on our phones. Um, So Miriam does sound a little quieter. Just like take it and don't complain about it and also leave a very positive glowing review on SMH because as we do take this break we're going to need more support than ever so that we stay on the charts and and podcast reviews really really help that and we also read every single one and I screenshot them and put them in a little file for when I'm feeling sad um, about my existence and then the reviews really remind me of the essential work that we're doing so without further ado I present to you episode 50 of seven minutes in heaven podcast can you believe only 17 u.s states require medically accurate sex ed um i actually thought it was 13 so that's amazing yeah we're progressing development but still horrible less than half disgusting (laughs) yeah yikes it's no wonder nobody knows what they're doing so if you're looking to improve your sex life foster better communication in your relationships and learn what's actually going on with your body look no further because tab university has arrived consider this your sex ed 2.0 or 3.0 if you count us <laughs> the educational experience you never knew you needed or knew you needed but didn't have the opportunity to get it's raw it's real and it's reliable and relevant to you and your individual needs there is no such thing as tmi the three available classes right now are staying the course, which is all about mismatched desire and sex drive in your relationship, Lol. owning your period, which is primarily for people with heavy, irregular, or PMS-ridden periods. Um, that used to be me. And dating with confidence for people who are new or fed up with dating. Ayo. Also, I think they just started a new course called Sexual Pain is No Joke about pain with sex, which we've talked about before. Oh, I should definitely hit that up. This is a great way to make up for gaps in your sex ed and to get more in depth in like topics that we've even talked about on this podcast. Yeah. And so what's really cool about uh, Tab University is, first of all, it is created by Mia Davis, who we've had on the pod before our first live show. Um, I actually used to work with Mia on the editorial side, and now she's back in uh, San Francisco doing incredible work, um, really expanding this Tab University, which is so important because... Um, like we just said, medically accurate sex ed is only available in 17 states or mandated. Though Miriam and I bring so much to the table every week, we are not actually sex experts. We don't right. have any professional training. And that's what Mia is providing with Tab University. If you are interested in these classes, go to talktaboo.com slash university to see the options, the pricing and more. And this is for when Reddit forms just don't cut it or us when we're not enough. Go to our friend. (laughs) Yeah. Each online class includes worksheets and videos, private group conversations and exclusive perks. Yeah. So this is really amazing work that she's doing. I think a lot of you guys will love it. And we love her. So we fully endorse this ad. It has our SMH pod stamp of approval. (laughs) As do all of our ads. But, you know. You know, you know, again, that's talktaboo.com slash university to get access to all your online classes and deepen your sex education today. today. I'm recording. 
I'm recording, bitch. Did you learn the 50 Nifty song in hot? Oh, 50 Nifty United States from 13 original. Colonies. Shout them. Well, the point is that this is our 50th episode. Oh my god! 50 Nifty United States from the 13 original colonies. Rebrand. American history pod. Yeah. No. Sexual spin. But not really. This is... (laughs) Seven minutes in heaven. It is seven minutes in heaven. We're back for our 50th episode. Okay, I have an update on my pubic hair situation. Right. Not that anyone cares. No, everyone cares. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. We all need to know. So I escalated from shaving my pubic hair 24-7 whenever I thought I would get laid, which is like every day because you never know. Yeah, Yeah, and it it was the stubbles. It was gross. I was prepubescent. It was disgusting. (laughs) Um, No shade, but shade to myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was funny. I actually went out with this girl on the other day who just went through a breakup and her ex sounded so similar to mine and how Mm. she views her body so disgusting right now because i feel like he didn't go down on her and stuff she she got laser for him and then he broke up with her and she's like and now i just have this like fucking laser and like pubic hair is back (laughs) she was like you know really really smacked and crying yeah um anyway progressed from that to then like um just doing the bikini lines whatever to trimming and i was using like big ass scissors which was like scary because i feel like i was like almost gonna cut my kitchen scissors yeah kitchens (laughs) like yeah like uh communal scissors yeah (laughs) (laughs) like would almost cut my clit off so then i stopped doing that for a while now i shave the labia so like that's all nice and clean for whoever Mm. is eating my juicy delicious pussy (laughs) And then all like the Medusa curls are up top. So like Hot. I was super um, long. And I always think about when you say that you trim your pubes whenever they're long enough to play with. And I'm like, what does that mean? And you're like, when I literally can't stop, like I just, <laughs> I can't do anything else yeah. but twirl them like, in my, my fingers. in my pants. <laughs> I'm Rapunzel and I just throw my pubic hair <laughs> over. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to know if you had any difficulties with the way that you groom your pubes. Yeah. So I stopped shaving my pubes May of 2015. So memorable. And I never looked back. <laughs> yeah. It's been almost five years. That's actually really crazy to think about. But wait, do you do your labia too? No, I like do not shave my pubes. Wow. At all. So I cut with scissors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll actually cut with a nail clipper. I think that's like normal but is that bad uh i guess like it's just i think it might be normal but it's a lot easier to like nick myself yeah i cut myself with that yeah um and like with scissors too um it's just like hard to see because it's your vagina so i'm just like my head's like in between my legs oh my god they're like how do you how do you do it with a trash can or like where do you i usually do it over the toilet Mm -hmm. sometimes i do it over a trash can um but That's then smart. yeah it's like a whole thing i'll like usually do it over the trash can and then put other trash over it like sift it around <laughs> That's because really it's nice usually like right before i go out and i'm like someone's gonna come back here <laughs> and be like what <laughs> 
Um, See all of your pubes. Yeah, which I guess is kind of hot, but. But yeah, definitely I've had situations where like I'm cutting my pubes and I cut my fucking labia. Well, you like postpone trimming because you don't want to like accidentally cut yourself. For me, it's more like I'm just lazy. Yeah. So I forget to do it. I feel like I, I've been putting it off a lot lately because I don't want to use those janky scissors. Right. And I like just go and get like those other scissors. But it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just like annoying. It's and, a little more precise. And but. the way I like stand over the trash can is not. I mean, it's good for like my leg strength, but not good for my <laughs> comfort. Right. <laughs> um. So boy, do I have a pubic service announcement <laughs> for you guys. Yup. This is an ad we got you there (laughs) (laughs) um we are talking about manscaped today i literally just shaved my pubes with um the lawnmower like literally she just shaved her pubes in my room over my trash can and i was gonna take a picture of it but i didn't want to should we have put that on patreon (laughs) yeah we should or like OnlyFans. yeah that's the only fans account that i create um (laughs) And it was incredible. I was a little bit scared about it because it's this electric razor. It's like it's manscaped. So it's marketed to men. And this is actually um, for balls. Yeah. So the the, ball shaving, the manscaped researchers spent, what is it? 14 months? Nope. 18 18 months researching how to create the best lawnmower for balls because balls are so sensitive right and you know who's also sensitive labias and me oh (laughs) (laughs) um so i was a little nervous about that but this was fucking incredible and so easy and i i like didn't really have to crouch down because it was most of the hair was getting caught in like the the comb of it oh so you didn't have to really worry about hair going everywhere no yeah i didn't have to worry about the hair going anywhere yes. like basically nothing went into your little janky ass trash bag oh, over there cool. <laughs> um and i didn't cut myself at all it was super gentle and i don't have medusa hair anymore which is kind of sad but it'll grow back yeah it'll grow back I, li- I like the look yeah well it's like i you know do whatever you want i honestly like hair but it is true that when you're going down on someone like hair will get in your mouth and if you want to make life easier for whoever's going down on you like it does help yeah. to trim a little bit also for the the bikini line it totally took it away so if you like just are worrying about that which i think can be even harder to cut because of the angle mm. of the of the hairs i know that i'm marketing this for labias but we do have a percentage of male listeners and or i want to say having uh, penis having listeners thank you mary i'm always keeping me in check um i've actually posted about manscaped on instagram and a bunch of people told me that they got it for their boyfriends and they're obsessed with it um because not only does it come with the uh usb rechargeable led light so you can see everything crystal clear and and shave in the dark wow um, but it comes with these like ball um toners and like wash so that you don't chafe your ball so i gave it to one of my friends and um i'll have him report back 
they have this motor with quiet stroke technology so it's not loud yeah when you were shaving i could barely hear yeah it was was like quieter quieter than a vibrator yeah it was was really quiet yeah the usb dock is kind of crazy right now it's all the rage (laughs) if you're listening to me speak right now you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product and i want you to experience it firsthand for yourself you yourself and you trim that junk of yours and obviously we're hooking you up with a discount obviously because this is an ad (laughs) uh you can get 20 percent off of your beautiful amazing premium manscaped lawnmower plus free shipping woot woot with the code smhpod at manscaped.com your balls and labia will thank you you're welcome. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SMHPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SMHPOD. That's right. Manscaped is offering SMHPOD listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code SMHPOD. Again, go to manscaped.com and use promo code SMHPOD pod and get 20% off and free shipping. I thought you were going to join me there. Oh, okay. Whoops. That's manscaped.com and use promo code SMHPOD. And now we have as many episodes as there are states in the United States of America. And that was pretty much the goal. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to do now. we got to get to episode 69. <laughs> oh, okay. For and then we're done. Reasons. Yeah, that that was really the goal. <laughs> Although, I mean, cool. I'm kind of in it for the 100th episode for our alleged tattoo. Yeah. Tattoo, yeah. yeah. Which, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Also, don't I, give I me pause. About how we're about to record our 50th episode. And she was like, didn't you just have your one year anniversary episode? And I was like, yes. And she goes, aren't there 52 weeks in a year? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Calling <Shame>. shots. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've even missed more. Haven't we missed like a couple weeks? Yeah. I mean, that was only two. I, that was literally a couple. Whatever. Right. It's all in the past. Now is the present. When you're listening to this, it will also be the past. That's true. And the time isn't real. The future is unknown. Neither is gender or capitalism. Capitalism is real, but it's super real. real. By us. Anyway. <laughs> Nothing is real. I'm Miriam Javatovsky. <laughs> I'm Ariel Kaplan. We oh, do so, we ever? Oh, yeah, we do. Nice. Yeah, we're like, hi, this is Ariel. You know the voice, the name, who's saying what. I'm glad we sound different enough. Yeah, I think we do. I feel like a lot of podcasts have that issue where they sound too similar. Know, yeah. 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 Um, are you still listening to Call Her Daddy, by the way? No, I stopped, stopped? before episode 69, actually, so I don't know what they did for that. They did a 69 episode. Yeah, I sense. love that because they're so big, they can, like, kind of do whatever they want, and they're, um, the titles of their episodes are so silly. Like, it's just 69, or, like, this is it, period. Right. And, like, we put so much thought into ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, anyway, I don't remember what I wanted to say about them, but they were, um, oh, oh, they had this episode where they were talking about if you get cummed in, you're the main hoe, and it w- and they were like, fill me up, buttercup, like, uh, come all up inside me, like, come in this p- pussy, I own you, bitch, and I thought that was funny. Yeah. You do not find that funny. Know, I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> it's like, if, you, if he comes in you, you're top hoe like if he's fucking other people like you have something that 
no other girl has okay. and it's Whatever. his baby <laughs> okay because we're all fighting for this man's baby like way to support the patriarchy. <laughs> okay no i added that part in <laughs> like i'm hoping they're on birth control whatevs okay enough about call her daddy i do want to talk about love is blind but you oh, have not seen I it. Watch it okay i want everybody else to talk to me about it you know where to find me um is there anything else that you have? Bachelor hasn't? is pretty nuts, but you don't watch that. Yeah, I give no shits about Peter, although yeah, he is really it's cute. It's not about Peter, it's about the contestants, and they're all too Yeah, old, yeah. But, uh, I've heard it's just a horrible season. Who's waiting for marriage, and it's, there's always one, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Do they do a formulaic thing? Like, they have to have at least one of a kind. No, I think it's. We're all ones like, of a kind. Yes, there's definitely, like, we have to fulfill a quota of, like, we can't have more than 10 pageant queens but a lot of them are pageant queens that are competing in beauty pageants we need 10 crazies there's definitely like five mommy issues four daddy issues sometimes there's a single mom but never really one per episode or per season wow there hasn't been one in a while actually i can't think of i guess the last one was ra season which was like two years yeah. Well, they did announce today the new Bachelorette She's is yeah, which is so cool, and it's I feel like, like bachelorette. that's going to bring a totally different vibe yeah. to the scene. Thirty eight so. is so old, not like literally, but like for Bachelor, yeah. so old. Well, literally, Pete is twenty eight, and all the contestants left are well, the two left are twenty three and twenty six. Uh, twenty three is the twenty three year old the like little mousy blonde girl? That's all no, of them. No. She has brown hair. <laughs> little mm. she's a sexy baby okay cool yeah that's how i would describe myself <laughs> <laughs> um okay also i watched pete davidson's special last night oh, a little yeah. bit and it, like his content has been in the headlines lately about him like not disparaging but just talking about ariana grande Ooh. and he has this one part um he says i wrote this down i don't like that she talked all that shit for my penis everything is huge to her why would she tell everyone that i have a huge penis so that every girl who sees my dick for the rest of my life is disappointed (laughs) that's hilarious um which is extra funny to me because i've been talking about this guy who i've been seeing it's one of my friends and who i believe to to me has a huge penis and i've been saying that repeatedly like around his friends well not around them they listen to the podcast and he comes to me and he's like you gotta stop saying that my dick is huge because now all my friends think it is and it's not <laughs> and i was like then show it to them prove it yeah i don't understand why they haven't all shown each other their dicks I know, so weird i would do if i had a dick yeah like i literally shaved my pubes in front of you yeah you see my titties constantly constantly yeah like, I would be sad if there was a day where I show them to me right now, yeah, actually. There we go. Ooh. <laughs> beauties. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, which, speaking of, oh. I got my titties painted <gasps> on Saturday <gasps> by the illustrious at Titty Picks, P I X. Is there an underscore? Titty underscore Picks. Under boob. Show notes. Under boob, yeah. Uh, Fallon is an artist and she paints, her big thing is painting tits. So if you want like an affirmative, to the painting experience uh you should go there and i think she told us we could go there <laughs> yeah where she said if you use the code smh pod you could get like 20 or 30 percent off oh um something you probably can get something with our codes yeah so. you can send your image in 
like you can you can mail it to her and then she'll mail mail you a painting and that costs less than doing a live session yeah and with a live session i i you might be able to cross a photo shoot as well. I did one. If you guys have seen my photos, they were yeah. really good. And um, Fallon is so serene and calm. She gave me tea. Yeah, I that's so nice. I loved her room. Such yeah, like beautiful so vibes. Minimalist, dope. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome and uh, a bad bitch. So you guys should get your titties painted by her. Yeah, that was not an ad. Yeah, Sorry. That was free. Um, advertising. I just feel like I can't talk about my romantic issues anymore. I know I always say this, <laughs> but like I haven't seen you, A.K. Miriam, in a bit. Yeah, and I need to talk to you offline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you pay me five hundred dollars, you, my followers, I will tell you also. But Gosh. that's my limit. Um, anyway, I guess we could get into it unless you Let's have, wait, did, I don't, did I say that I came during sex? Oh my God. We didn't talk about it. You well, said I it on didn't. Instagram, but you didn't say it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I can't, I can tell you guys a little bit. Um, what I had said on, on my story, not that that matters. It's that's like me. Okay. Whatever. Scratch everything I just said. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, so you guys know I have this mental block, um, and this guy was going down on me, and then he, like, for a while, and it felt really great, and I was like, come on, Ariel, just, like, fucking relax, 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 and I'm like, no, now I'm thinking about relaxing, so he comes up, and he kisses me, and then I'm like, oh, now it's my turn to give him head, so then I, like, started to get up to, like, turn over, and he, and he like, pushes me down, and he's basically with body language, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not done. Yeah. I just came up for some air, and so you could, like, lick the pussy juice off my <laughs> mouth. Um, and so he goes back down, and I think it's because of that, because there was a, like, he he was like, no, I don't want, I don't want to make you come, right. but he didn't say that out loud. I was like, whoa, that's hot, and that allowed me to relax enough, and then I felt, like, a warm rush and I felt my vagina contracting, but it wasn't as intense as when I masturbate. Mm. So afterwards, I was like, I think I came. And he's like, well, you did or you didn't. <laughs> like, you know you know when you orgasm, which is so valid. But I think for women, like, there's different there, – I feel like there's more types of orgasms, yeah. especially that somebody had wrote in and said that she experiences these micro-orgasms that that's like – a rush of euphoria, but not like the like peak euphoria that you right. feel. And even like amongst orgasms, I have orgasms that are like awesome, and then I have orgasms that are like holy shit. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, it's yeah. Like a spectrum. Yeah, even when I'm masturbating, I feel that too. So, um, what I gathered from that was like when guys are like, "I want to make you come" or like "come for me," that just puts pressure on me. But with him not saying that and just with his body language being like, I really want to. And I remember the first time I orgasmed from someone going down on me, I was in a state where I was like um, sort of trying to push him off because I was getting I was thinking like, oh, my God, he's been there for so long. And then he just like clamped down and went super aggressively because I, I remember I was like, no, stop. And they were like, whoa. whoa. And then it just <laughs> happened. And I was like, oh my God, how did you do that? What wizardry is this? Yeah. <laughs> persistence. Yeah. So sexy. Yeah. Um, 
persistence and context. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Reading body language. Consensual yeah, persistence. Consensual persistence. Um, so I hope to recreate that one day. <laughs> I that's amazing. Thank you. Awesome Thank you so much. Yeah, milestones. Yeah. Um, growing. Do you have any like <laughs> life changing moments that you forgot to share? Um. Well, this isn't a life changing moment, but kind of a IUD update because I've been trying to talk. Oh my about god! Yeah. IUD. So I got an we IUD missed a few weeks. November. Um, I got. I used to take the birth control pill. It was Lorena. It was a hormonal pill. Uh, now I'm off. I got off it. I got the IUD, the Kylina. And I just want to say, I feel like, first of all, my libido has shot up. Like, I'm just way hornier than I used to be. And this girl was horny. Yeah, but I feel like before I was horny, but, like, I wasn't really craving or seeking sex. But now I'm kind of, like, like, sex, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Sex act. But also, I've noticed, like, a big change in my mood. Like, I feel like I don't ruminate on small things as much anymore. And I don't feel as much anxiety. Um, It's kind of hard to say if it's because of the birth control pill or if it's because of, like, other things in my life kind of coming into pieces. And, like, I definitely still think a lot. Coming into pieces or together? That's it. Coming Coming together? together. (laughs) Coming together. Like, you know, the other parts of my life I think have kind of stabilized. Um, Which parts? Just, like, interpersonal work. Like, in general, I mean, I feel like I have a better handle on myself. I do. I think it's because of the pill, though. I think it's because I I think so, too. I don't feel like things have changed a lot for you to, like, make a positive impact. (laughs) (laughs) I just mean, like, you haven't, like, I think the biggest change has been the pill. Yeah, exactly. So I I do think that it's improved my mood a lot to not be on it. Um, So that's the update. I haven't really had my period. There's been, like, tiny spotting. Like, actually, in the past few days, but it's negligible. I would still have sex. Are you on your period right now? It's spotting. It doesn't feel like my period. But, like, like what you don't know if it would be your period? Because I, I have my period, and I wanted to know if we were linked. Oh. Sure. Woo! <laughs> no, but, yeah, it could just be, like... I think it's just spotting. Like, cause yeah. I feel the bloating and all that stuff that I normally get. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's normal with IUDs. Yeah. Um... I, on the other hand, am having a horrible period because I'm not on birth control. And yesterday I got it. And my, I, I didn't, I like knew it was coming because it had been a while, but I, and because I was so horny like the two weeks prior, but my stomach, my ovaries just like bloated instantly and it was horrible. Now it's like a little bit better, but I'm getting the IUD in like a couple weeks. So nice. yeah, I will be able to join yeah. you except mine will be hormonal join my iud journey yeah it won't be it will be oh yeah mine is too mine's the kylina the older ones were non-hormonal no i can't my some other front maybe amanda has an paraguard's non-hormonal the copper one yeah yeah yeah. i had that one that's the one that ejected from my body right yeah i've heard really bad things about that but anyway we don't have to ruminate um news 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 Scotland provides free menstrual products is the headline, but that's not true yet. 
They are poised to provide free menstrual products. The first country. To be the first country ever, which is so cool. Yeah. Go Scotland. Just like handing out tampons left and right. Yeah. Making it rain. Money moves. Yeah. Menstrual moves. <laughs> I should give out uh, diva cups. That'd be better for the environment. Yeah. You can, when you're not using it for your period, you can use it as a cup. Yeah. For water. For one. Or mm. shots. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's a great idea for an event. Shots. Like or like shots. wine glasses. I mean, it's kind of big, isn't it? It's like a big shot. Like a kiddish cup? Yeah. Like a tasting <laughs> glass. Uh, a wine tasting event. Um, <laughs> I just, I feel like I just have a really personal connection to Scotland because in sixth grade, I chose it as my country to do a report on. Aww. So this means a lot to wow. me. But I got, I got an A on it. However... Yes. For the history section, like our teachers walked around the um, the ulam was like the the eating area that's like in at school it's a Hebrew word, and um, they would ask us like what was the history, how did they get here, whatever, and I completely bullshitted the the history of Scotland. I don't even know what I said, <laughs> but it was I knew that it was not right. <laughs> And it was with, like, the harshest teacher ever, so I was really surprised. I think she just absolutely was not paying attention to yeah. anything I was saying. Like she just didn't know the history either. So was She's like, like yeah. yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> um, okay, back to you. Cool, back Miriam. to me. Back to you, Miriam. My news is kind of outdated because we haven't done this in a while, but I'm just going to talk about it anyway um, in case you guys didn't hear. So Mike Bloomberg is running for president. Woo! My street has fucking Bloomberg signs. I am not a Bloomberg stick. I'm, I'm not either. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why I said well, that. <laughs> the reason I'm bringing this up is because he has a bunch of the sexual harassment allegations. Um, and I'm sure, again, if you're like at all involved in politics, you probably already know this. But if you don't, uh, basically, there's 64 different lawsuits from 40 different women against Bloomberg uh, for sexual harassment. That's and crazy. It's not like Harvey Weinstein sexual assault, but it's comments that make people feel unsafe um and comments can be like really traumatizing and powerful he seems like your pervy uncle yeah like he said he said things like the bloomberg terminal can do everything including blowjobs so it's gonna put you girls out of business what and like one woman was what yes (laughs) yes he also said like one woman had a baby and she i think like wanted to spend more time with her baby or extend her maternity leave. I don't remember the exact situation, but he basically was like, they don't know the difference between you and some black. Oh my God. (laughs) What what, do you know when he said that? I don't remember. I mean, he has a history of racism with like the stop and frisk shit. Right. So even though I'm, I'm not going to lie, like his policies for women as he was mayor weren't bad. And like, his stop and frisk shit was racist, so you know we can't really support him. But. Yeah, although he, I mean, he has put out a statement since then and being like, "That's not cool." Yeah. <laughs> but the thing, the problem might be with these uh, sexual harassment cases. Like, okay, he said it, he whatever, like he can apologize for it. But there were all these lawsuits that ended in women signing NDAs, non disclosure agreements, um, out of court. Mm-hmm. They settled. So they yeah, he did. He just bought them. Yeah. So he basically is censoring these people, um, and we don't want that from our president. No. So not not that Trump doesn't do that too, but we should yeah. have standards. Um. So yeah, that was basically that. I didn't know all that, so oh, thank great. you. Yeah. Back to you. We Ariel. should just assume that nobody knows anything. You idiots. Just <laughs> 
especially also if you're not in the U.S., you probably aren't following like the yeah, intricacies we, of the election. We do have a lot of um, non-U.S. listeners. We love you guys. Okay, tell me it's back to me now. Back to you, Ariel. <laughs> I feel so dumb today. One underreported issue may be ruining the sex lives of almost half the population, oh gosh, the quick. New York Post reports half the population that's not true it's um half of half the population the quarter of the population they're talking about women and it's half of women deal right. with this and it is sexual dysfunction okay the study that came out um within the past two months is called the prevalence of sexual dysfunctions and sexually related distress in young women across sectional survey published in the journal of fertility and sterility. So 6,986 Australian women ages 18 to 39 were involved and they found that one in five experienced a sexual dysfunction. Um, and this is basically trouble orgasming during sex. And then they talk about the factors that go into why they're having trouble. Um, so 50% experience sexually related personal distress. Oh, I think it's one in five have trouble orgasming and half of them experience a sexually related personal distress. 29.6 of the distress, um, sorry, 29.6% of these women um, have sexually related personal distress without dysfunction. Mm-hmm. So it's not um, something that's in like the DSM, but it would be like anxiety or take me. Yeah. You know? Um, 20.6 had at least one dysfunction and the dysfunctions, uh, include sexual self-image. This was 11% of women, which is associated with being overweight, not living together with your partner, um, not being married or, and also being married, breastfeeding (laughs) and taking psychotropic medication. So all of these can affect your self-image. Um, 1% with desire, such as having a low libido, 8% not being able to orgasm and 3.4% responsiveness. I didn't really get that. Maybe that's, um, uh, wetness, Mm -hmm. I think like sexually responsive. Um, so this was important in identifying how women can move past those issues and improve their sex lives. So this is just stating the obvious, (laughs) but like, why do women have trouble orgasming? we have to identify that it's an issue and then like scientifically and then figure out how to address it. Right. Which is what we're here to do. Yeah. Back to you, Miriam. Back to me, Miriam. So (laughs) this one, I feel like everyone should know. Harvey Weinstein has been convicted. Woo! Charges. Um, for basically the rape and sexual assault against two women. Um, and he is, he was let off to prison in handcuffs. He was let off. Yeah. No, no, he, wasn't he rushed to a hospital because he's gross? Oh, <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I read this New York Post article that was like, he's not doing great. Like he's, he used to, he had all these women around him and he was so wealthy and blah, 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 blah. And now he's eating bologna sandwiches. And it's like, yeah. yeah and the New York Post is a conservative. i actually recently discovered this thing i forget what it's called but basically they show you the like six most polarizing pieces of news of the week yeah Um, and with the new york poster somewhere else it's just like a third party like aggregates the most polarizing thing so it's like Uh 10 percent of liberal like you know 90 percent of republican or right-leaning yeah right organizations report about this and then only like 
5% of left-leaning reported it. Like, uh, who's reporting what? Yeah. And they looked into how people were reporting the Harvey Weinstein case. Yeah. And if you looked at the people on the left, it was like, Harvey Weinstein, um, what, what's the word? Disgraced? Convicted. Oh. Of, like, <laughs> like, sexual, criminal, whatever, all this stuff. And then on the right, it's like, a sickly old man. Oh, my God. Being, you know, like, having a difficult week. <laughs> That's so hilarious. Just like how you tell the stories. Um, <laughs> but it's pretty badass. He could go to prison for up to 29 years. He still has to go to court in LA. Ugh, I um, hope they kill him in there. Oh my God. <laughs> Who is that okay to say? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I stand by it. It's funny. Also, I don't know if everybody knows about like this when it came out that he um, has a vagina. Did you not see this? What? Harvey Weinstein has a vagina? He, yeah. He has a vagina. He's, he's, what is it when you're born with both? Intersex? He's intersex. Huh. So most of the rapes that happened was like him going down on women. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the New York Post has some really great like sketches from the courtroom. Oh my God. <laughs> They're my favorite gossip blog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... It was like Harvey Weinstein's reaction to the woman saying that he's intersex, and the quotes were like really intense. I can't believe we missed that. Yeah, yeah, we should. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, Yeah. I can't believe either. And I didn't really prepare to talk about it today, (laughs) but you guys Google it; it's it's pretty wild. And then and also kind of explain. So he's got a twin brother, and we don't know about his twin brother's genitalia. Um, but I feel like, you know, him raping all these women is like trying to assert his masculinity and it's like very clear, uh, it's like, but it's obviously you don't forgive him for that. Right. Right. Just because there's a reason someone did something terrible. (laughs) Right. Like Hitler didn't get into art school and that's why the Holocaust happened. (laughs) Like, aww, (laughs) poor baby. (laughs) Back to you, Ariel. Um, okay. <laughs> These news items are kind of a drag this week. <laughs> I know. There was an audit. Female prison staff expected to deal with masturbating prisoners. Huh. The Office of Legislative Auditor shared an audit. What is an audit? It's is just like a report. Like make sure, like, you check, basically, that everything's right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So they went <laughs> to a bunch of different prisons, and th- this was focusing on, uh, the one in, in Minnesota Department of Corrections facilities. So they were assessing the safety risks. And uh, so the auditors visited nine out of Minnesota's 11 prisons. Why not just round them all up? Yeah. They were like, we've seen enough here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the other two. Um, the female prison workers said that they were routinely the subject of sexual harassment. Prisoners catcall them and quote unquote verbally threatened with sexual assault or masturbate in front of them. This is um, a passage from the article. In our site visit interviews, we were told that female staff often do not receive support from their supervisors or fellow staff when prisoners verbally harass them or masturbate in front of them. Female prisoners? Female. Female prisoners. Oh, wait. I guess I don't know. I thought this was female. Because that feels weird to me for, like, a woman to be like, ha, 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 Jack and, like... Wait, oh, my God. Okay. They they didn't say. Mm. But I assumed... I was like, I saw female prison workers would be with 
female prisoners. And I mean, I feel like that's just, uh, I guess that's kind of tricky. Everything's tricky. Everything I say, I have to rethink. But okay, yeah, wow. So let's say that these are men. (laughs) I would prefer (laughs) that. That makes more sense, just like knowing women. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, okay. It wouldn't be like... But that's how, that's literally, okay, Miriam's doing, like, she's, like, jerking off her clit, like, DJ style, but that is what I was imagining. That's hilarious, and I would support that. (laughs) Just kidding, obviously. (laughs) It's just, like, such a hard power dynamic, because it's, like, the prison system's fucked up, like, it is, and if you're in prison there's a very good chance you're in there like you're not it's does the punishment doesn't fit the crime type of thing yeah i would obviously be like fuck you to anyone who worked in the prison system if i was yeah (laughs) feel the cold the wrath of my clitoris (laughs) this is okay i am so i have such deep ingrained sexism that i'm always like oh what did your male doctor say like instead of assuming that it's a woman and this is the first time i assume that they were women I mean, I thought it was, I assumed it was women too, based on what you were talking about it, because you were like female prison, and I kind of missed the worker part. But then when you were saying the jacking off thing, I was like, hold on. Uh, okay, I feel like this is less interesting now. <laughs> All right. Uh, one staff person told us that staff will sometimes be blamed for prisoner misconduct based on what they wear to work. First of all, ew. Yeah. Second of all, isn't there a uniform? Right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. At one correctional facility, a staff person told us that female staff are simply expected to deal with masturbating prisoners. At another prison, a staff person told us that masturbation is not taken as seriously as it should be at their prison. And another staff person related that a fellow officer was asked to prove that a prisoner had been masturbating in front of her by describing his private parts. Uh... Case correct <laughs> we got to the bottom of it uh staff also told us that prisoners that participate in this behavior frequently receive no formal disciplinary consequences <laughs> it's weird to be like you can't you can't do that it's like where am i supposed to masturbate then well i think there's like a difference between masturbating and harassing someone <laughs> <laughs> tell that to louis ck <laughs> all right i'm done i'm done next week will be better <laughs> back to me oh yeah you have a more yeah sorry wait wait wait. oh back to you miriam thank you so much (laughs) um so this happened a few weeks ago already but for a while like up until a few weeks ago it was illegal for unmarried couples to fuck in this in the states in the state of virginia oh (laughs) (laughs) no just the state of virginia so um thankfully i have not broken that law um but i know a lot of people who have so obviously it wasn't enforced, but it was finally repealed by the Virginia House of Delegates a few weeks ago. So applause. If you had premarital sex in Virginia before you, a few you're weeks criminal. Ago, you're criminal on the loose. Yeah, and we're gonna round you up. Supposed to show that there's some like really, really bumfuck, stupid ass laws in this country. Yeah. Let's find all of them. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> no, there's articles like the six weirdest laws in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fart. In an ice cream parlor. That's a good one. I, I respect that. Law. I just made that up, but it sounds <laughs> I real. Oh. I don't know if you were like I. I thought. <laughs> I thought you. <laughs> I thought that you um, were like I saw that headline too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I read that one. Okay. Should we get into our study? Yeah. Sex, 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 sex,
we talking about today, Ariel? Fandom! Because our first episode was about BDSM. We're bringing it full circle. Aww. Yeah, for all you loyal fans out there. And our last one will also be about BDSM. Yeah, it'll be like on our deathbeds. (laughs) (laughs) Our news is going to be so bad. We're like not going to understand any of it. (laughs) What is this? Robots? Marriage? Thing. Eh, you know, eh, eh, yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, yeah. So, Findom, what is that? What's that? What's that? Are you asking me, or are you rhetorically asking yourself so that you can answer? Well, I was asking you because I know you prepped for this prep. sec. Okay. So, a Findom, <laughs> <laughs> financial domination, is a form of BDSM, specifically the DS part, dominance and submission where the sub gives gifts and money to a financial dom. So the sub has titles such as cash pig, money slave, fin sub, pay pig, and the dom can be called like money mistress, fin dom, and it's usually usually it's in a heterosexual context where the woman is the financial dominant and the male is the submissive. Mm -hmm. Um, But it would be hot with like a bad bitch. Well, she would still be a sub, but she can be a bad bitch sub. Like, yeah. paying a dude. Yeah. She can also be a sugar mama. But, like, yeah. Back to Findom. <laughs> um, it can be accompanied by other aspects of BDSM. It can also be its own thing. So, it could be, like, with my ex, as you guys know, he was very submissive, and we, like, talked about Findom type stuff. But really? Broke yeah, you didn't have so any money. Couldn't, couldn't actually do it. I want my ex to be my sub. Right? How fun would that be if he actually had money? Um... And it can happen all online. So there's a lot of financial dominance who like find people online and they don't ever actually meet in person or maybe they will one day, but they get all their money online. And then it can also happen in person. So like my ex, when I, oh, we just touched hands. <laughs> there we go. Aww. Now we're clutching. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna oh, okay. Okay. To we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that. Too much intimacy for today. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, so another thing that my ex, like we talked about a lot was like, going shopping and i would take his credit card and like pay for things and like make him watch me spend well you buy like bubble gum yeah <laughs> like, oh, uh card decline sorry <laughs> babe that was <laughs> so hot yeah, that was embarrassing so how's this different from a sugar baby basically um sugar babies there's kind of an expectation of some sort of sexual like something given in response to the money but reciprocal reciprocation that's the word uh but in a fin dom situation there's not necessarily there is no expectation of sexual contact in return for the money it's just like give me all your money and it's like okay you know guns of plays <laughs> exactly um so i initially thought because dan savage always that says this dan savage he's uh the holy podcast. priest yeah he's been do giving sex advice like since way before we were born out the womb yeah um, and he said that he hadn't really seen or heard a lot about Findom until the 2008 financial recession. So I misinterpreted that and thought that meant that Findom like became a thing in uh, 2008. But it's, it's been around since the 90s. It's as old as time. Wait, no, even before that. Oh, before that? It just hasn't. Well, I'll get into it later. Okay, but it's just like 2008 during the financial it's when it like spiked is when it spiked um and that's so funny yeah that makes so much <laughs> that's sense. why there was a financial crisis <laughs> well honestly so much about bdsm like before world war ii a lot of bdsm was like king queen and servant mm-hmm. that was kind of the thing but then after world war ii that's where all the like leather and like 
military kind of vibe. Oh. Yeah. And so, like, it's interesting how it progresses and, like, what becomes, like, integrates into our fantasies. Yeah. Um, All that trauma. Yeah, for real. And the, like, what consists of Fendom varies. So it can be, like, a small weekly payment. Like, you pay me $20 a week and that's it. Or it could be, like, you literally have access to my bank account and you give me my budget and you allocate the money and you decide where all my money goes. Wow. There was this one Fendom who she has access to the bank account. She's like, okay, I want him to have this much in his savings. I'm like, keep adding to his savings. I'm going to give him this much. I know he can live off this. It's going to be ramen, but he'll be able to live. LOL. And then the rest goes to me. Wow. Yeah. And it varies everything between that. Um, A lot of doms in general, even not just financial doms, um, in order to like, give you the opportunity to even talk to them will require a tribute before you can talk to them. Oh so my God. Them a, or a, small a sacrifice to show that like, you're actually serious about this. Um, I want to roast duck, right? Um, Lay it at my altar. And also what's interesting about this, it's not hot or sexy for the sub. Like they don't want to be paying your bills. They want to be giving you money and you spend the money on frivolous shit that you don't need. Like, right. Shoes, clothes, like a new, Bong, like they're whatever. not helping their the cherry on top yeah. it's not like a sugar baby where it's like let me help you pay for college you pathetic little girl <laughs> <laughs> little baby i'm gonna be your dad yeah it's kid. not like that they're not taking care of you it's like no you're basically you're using me to buy frivolous things that you don't even need yeah taking advantage of me um and another part of this actually which i thought also my ex and i used to talk about was like blackmailing mm-hmm. so being like either pretending or actually having photos of them doing something inappropriate or like messages and being like i'm gonna send these messages to your all of your friends family and coworkers if you don't give me this amount of money but it's like how do you do that consensually you talk about it beforehand it's like hey i'm gonna i'm the sub and i'm like i'm gonna send you these awkward photos of me i'm interested in well a lot of it is just play but sometimes you actually like in my case with my ex i did have photos and i was like i'm gonna send this to everyone you know obviously i never did that even when I, we broke up and i like really really hated him you know? wow yeah you would never did he have shit on you yeah of course he had a bunch of my i mean he had like all my news yeah yeah i guess that yeah i'm not gonna um and yeah my last point was like what you touched on where there's a negotiation just like in any bdsm relationship before you get involved you have to talk about what your limits are what you're interested in what you like super consensual that's why consent is the sexiest because when you think of the extremes in sex like bdsm it's based on consent yeah you have to make your limitations clear and but also like it's nice because it not only doesn't make your limitations clear but it also makes your desires clear it's like i get really turned on by this thing or like i'm really into this and if someone can understand that like that's why my ex and I had such amazing sex because we really understood each other and, like, what got the other person, like, completely to lose their shit. Yeah. Push the buttons. I need to get in that flow state because I think that's going to help me orgasm. I think BDSM is what will help me open up. Yeah, let's well, let's do that. You and me together. Like, I'm going to be part of this journey with you, but I don't have to be, like, in the room. You could be, like, in the happens. corner. Yeah, like, just, like... In the room where it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's my constructive criticism. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more pearls of wisdom? Um, that's it from me. Um, I, well, one last thing. If you want me to be your fin-dom, Lol. reach out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll both fin-dom you. Yeah. Together. Miriam, Miriam would definitely be 
be better at it. So I actually was a fin dom. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it until we started researching this. Wow. <laughs> I told you guys about this guy who I uh, talked with on Tinder. He was like, hello, beautiful mermaid Ariel. I want to treat you like the goddess you are like you know your average shit but the mermaid ariel really got me and he got he got off on sending me money so he sent me like three different times i think it was two hundred dollars um and i had been very clear with him like i'm not gonna meet you i'm not gonna do anything but like sure you can send me stuff and we (laughs) we wouldn't even really talk he was just he thought that like i wanted the money so badly that it would make me so wet Mm. that that's what was turning him on and I feel like at at first I just was calling him my sugar daddy, but because there was no reciprocation. Right. Like you didn't send him pictures. You didn't pretend to like him. Nope. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but, but also his, he wasn't like really wealthy, but his desire in wanting to send it kind of felt sugar babyish. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. You don't have to be super wealthy to be into this. You just have to be able to like sustain yeah yeah and yeah and i guess i wasn't like i need money for x and x he was like just here yeah like i'm your sub um so yeah if you want to send me money and me literally not do anything i can be your fin dom but (laughs) if you want a little more hit up miriam i got you um so i read this paper in psychology today it's called the psychology of financial dominatrix by mark d griffith yeah it's like a hot name Griffith. griffith Griffith. <laughs> um, so in it, we discover that Findom isn't new. Dr. Jess O'Reilly says, everything predates the internet and the practice of dominating another's finances has existed as long as currency's history. Wow. However, digital communities have created space for wider dissemination of information and virtual connections. You no longer have to leave your house to foster relationships of any kind. So asexuality is another example of something that didn't come out until uh, the internet because it was just so, it was such a minority of people that until they had like a forum where they could all like come together and discover each other, does it come out? And that's continuously happening on like Tumblr and Reddit where people are like, I have this kink and I can only say it on this anonymous forum. And then all these other people come out of the woodwork. Um, so one type of word uh, uh, of a name for this is called wallet rape. Whoa. Hundreds of men in Britain and thousands more worldwide enjoy being under the control of a fina- financial dominatrix or findom. These guys are not sugar daddies. This is, again, reiterating what, sh- what Miriam said, who shower young lovers with expensive gifts in return for a sexual payoff or non-sexual in most cases they don't even get to meet the goddess they worship so goddess haven is another name Mm -hmm. um and here's a quote from uh oh sorry sorry goddess haven is the name of a person of a of a dom but goddess is like a a term uh used for them she says i've learned so much about my clientele in the three years that have been on this journey when I first started, if you asked me, these men were just completely weird and out of their mind, but why would I care? I was getting what I wanted out of it. As my journey progressed, I realized that a lot of these people are just looking to escape their boring everyday lives. I thought this was so interesting. A great deal of these men that serve me are high-powered businessmen who just want to come home and not be the center of attention. 
Some of these men don't even have time to spend the money they make for themselves and just want to see a beautiful woman enjoy it with no strings attached. I've realized that most of my clientele are turned on by losing their sense of control and being taken advantage of by a powerful woman. I'll usually meet clients that pay well and can afford to session with me in reality. What does that mean? And can afford to session within, within reality, I think. I have clients all over the world. I've had requests to kidnap people, tie them up, and leave them in the woods. There are some fin-doms <laughs> out there who give it a bad name, especially as it becomes more popular. There are a lot of women who are just hopping on the bandwagon and have no idea what they're doing. And then her pay pig has an, uh, a quote too. I've served dozens of women in the past 40 years wow i probably spent about two hundred thousand dollars goddess haven is truly one of a kind and i adore her as my goddess she needs more than just me to complete her life she may have lovers and she may not want me to have a lover whether she wants to cuckold me or put me in chastity is fine with me i'm just happy to serve her i have an addiction but i really do budget (laughs) i spend about five grand a year on my goddess i have a son and family obligations so they come first but i push it to the limit i'm a normal person but i just have an addiction to serving women goddess haven is confident and eager to explore my submissiveness yeah i mean (laughs) Um, so more on like what is so gratifying about giving your money to a hot bitch. Um, the article continues, says like some, sometimes those who are charged with a great deal of control at work, like these high businessmen at home or in their community may see that, see this as an exciting way to relinquish control of one area of their lives, mm-hmm. or it could be the thrill of humiliation and ridicule, which is like cuckolding. Right. Just as some people associate praise and adoration with sexual arousal, others have an erotic script that is dominated by emotions that are traditionally viewed as negative. Mommy issues. Mm -hmm. Being humiliated can be a turn-on as it forces you to be vulnerable. A sexual fetish need not entail sexual activity in the traditional sense. Sex gives us a high or pleasure rush, and so too can financial domination slash slash submission i would leave it up to each pay pig to determine whether or not he or she considers this fetish sexual in nature having a uh, whoa having a woman more powerful than you seductive and manipulative enough to get into your mind to make you want to willingly hand over your money dot 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 maybe their wives are boring ouch and don't offer much maybe their wives are submissive and they just want the roles switched there's a different reason for every client right um and then there was like some downsides to fin doming should i read this or okay like any behavior financial domination submission can be perfectly healthy or significantly problematic depending on how it makes a participant feels but participants feel on how it impacts their lives and their relationships so the guy um the pay pig that just said he he said he has has an addiction but like he's still good at prioritizing so it's not like he's an alcoholic and spending his last dime on it right um like he's still able to budget yeah his family yeah which is like hot (laughs) um for example if the pay pig is hiding his financial activity from his primary partner i could see this taking its hole in their relationship duh Honesty, consent, and respect underlie healthy relationships, sexual and otherwise. I imagine many derive a thrill from the taboo of giving money to a stranger. However, if they derive pleasure from hiding their financial activity from a partner with whom they've agreed to share finances, this could be a quite problematic. Most people crave a balance of security and predictability and excitement slash the unknown. Blackmail plays into the latter need, is what you were saying. Blackmail games are part of role-play and fantasy as opposed to lived reality. Also, like, it'd be really easy for someone to take advantage of another person in this sort of context. 
like which is just true of BDSM in general. It is scary because you it it, it could be really easy to um totally manipulate someone. I mean, how do you know if when someone is trustworthy if like you can't even meet them? Right. I think you just like suss it out, you know? Like you can kind of tell who's there because they don't want to do work or like do anything and you can kind of tell yeah. who's, there, who's legit. It probably you don't start off like here's my bank account information. You probably start off with like Here's yeah, you build the trust. Yeah. yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Down for someone to build that trust with yeah, me. Trust. I'll take 20 a week. That's yeah. fine. Or you, or you can also sign up for our Patreon. Right. com <laughs> slash SMH pod. We have like much, much cheaper options. Yeah. A week. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, wait. So the other thing is that this behavior could like any addiction. I mean, this behavior like gambling could turn into an addiction. So if you are, the guy said he was addicted to this, but he's not not in the gambling sense where he's wasting all of his money. So maybe he's just wrong and he's not actually yeah, addicted. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's addicted. Yeah, he's, he's like, like responsible. Life. Yeah. I think just like maybe he knows that this is, a, this is something that he shouldn't be spending money on. Yeah. Or thinks that maybe. They should do a study where they hook up pay pigs to like an EEG and then see because I'm, I'm betting that the reward centers of their brain are being activated when they send the money right because they're getting that rush of dopamine yeah it's like sexual yeah well, I think it's just like you can get humiliated you can get like physically degraded like someone can beat the shit out of you and like hurt you and cause you pain which like feels really good in terms of endorphins but also can be degrading mentally you could also be or like you can get spit on you can get called names and, like, your money, like, in this capitalist society is something that we're taught, like, the more you have, the better of a person you are. Mm-hmm. And to, like, spend it wisely is also kind of seen as a good thing. Like, to yeah. give money to someone who's not even really, like, in a traditional sense, giving you anything for it. Yeah, it's, like, the ultimate taboo like, in America. It's, like, give me your money, bitch. Yeah. it's, like, yes, mistress, like, yes. whatever you say. Mistress, my queen. Yeah. Let me kiss your feet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, capitalism. I wish people... I, I want to know everyone's salary. And I asked... I know. Someone the other day, she got a new job, one of my ex-coworkers. And I was like, oh my God, like, what's your salary? I thought we were at that level where she could share because we were ex-coworkers and because right. we were both making dirt and we're both Jewish. Like, we just... We have very similar backgrounds and she just didn't answer the question i asked a guy i was sleeping with about that and he was i was like would you tell me your salary and he's like no like what <laughs> that actually is such a turn off to I me know. yeah like who cares it's just money like yeah i can get it it's not just money money's important but i think it's good to know what people how much people your age are making so then you know where you stand and you know like what you can accomplish necessarily maybe or also like know what are the limits like yeah oh uh, okay, this person doesn't make a lot of money, but I know that their family supports them. So like we can still, I can still like take them out to this place. I can invite them to expensive events or this person makes a lot of money, but they also have a lot of loans to pay. And like, I'm not going to pressure them. I, friends should just like be open about their financial situations be, because I've seen a lot of times or a lot of relationships that get strained or there's a lot of resentment because one person expects everyone else to do what they want because they don't understand their finances right yeah um and also when I go on dates I unless I like know that they're rolling which I usually don't date people who like have 
high paying jobs or I'm attracted to those types of people. Yeah. Those people. Those people. Um, I am attracted to you, Miriam, though. Um, <laughs> uh, I always assume the responsibility to pay or like do cheap things because I, because I am fortunate. Like I just feel that I should do what I can. Like that's, I don't want to, I don't mean it in charity work, but it's like, why not pick up a drink here or two, whatever, when I can deal with it. And this, and it, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the way I'm just, I want all my friends to be happy and like the people that I'm sleeping with to be happy. Right. So if it's no skin off my back, why not? But I also should definitely be more smart. I should be smarter. <laughs> with my finances <laughs> anyway send me money at orgasmic on venmo <laughs> um okay i'm i'm done with that yeah that's that's it for that well i know you guys want to get some motherfucking sex toys up in the motherfucking Actually, sex toys my birthday's coming up my birthday's on march 8th and for my birthday i want everyone to be having more orgasms i'm turning 25 like that's a big deal so please come and how are you gonna come good question go to adameve.com or adamandeve.com they both yeah if you use our code 7 s-e-v-e-n you'll get 15 to 50 percent off your order plus free shipping plus a bunch of random plus free shipping plus a bunch of really cool shit i was just slapping my thigh how am I gonna cut that up? I don't know. Can you do it? Oh. Okay, well, I'm just gonna leave all this in. <laughs> you can try the Satisfier Pro, that's a little clip sucker. Mm-hmm. They also have this really cute, I forget what it's called, but it's like a purple glass dildo, and I fucking love glass dildos, and you will too. Um, and you can Wink. also get other cool shit on there. So. Yeah, there's like fun dice. Um, I've been directing a lot of people who've never used a sex toy before, uh, Volvo owners, to the Satisfier because the more premium one, the womanizer that I really love is just so expensive. And you should try things out that are similar on a cheaper scale before you make an investment. So uh, those are two options, the, yeah. the dildo. Because you also have one from unbound that you really like yeah the gem it's this it's like similar kind of like style yeah um so the adam eve option is great yeah and anything that's adam eve is 50 percent off and everything else is 15 so that's the the diffy diff yeah um cool you can email us questions at the smhpod at gmail.com and follow us on instagram at smhpod and that's it. that's it. Love you. Bye.